Hey guys, this is your host, Francisca Weinheimer, and welcome back to the Hikers Anonymous podcast. On this podcast, I help share people's inspirational stories about how hiking, backpacking, and the outdoors changed their lives. If you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest. Today, I'm talking with Lindsay, who fell in love with backpacking at the age of 16. She is an incredible outdoors woman, and she recently went on a solo winter overnight trip. To hear more about Lindsay's story, stay tuned. Okay, so thank you so much for coming on today, Lindsay. Um, I want to hear about your story. Did you grow up um, enjoying the outdoors with your family or... Were you more of a, a city kid? Um, well, I did grow up in the city, but uh, yeah, I did spend a lot of time outdoors. Uh, my dad was in the military, in the Navy. So uh, fortunately, uh, we didn't have to move around a lot, but where we did live was uh, on, you know, the coast, just because it's the Navy. So uh, I spent the first half of my childhood in Hawaii and so living on military housing, um, I, I have a twin brother. We were fortunate enough to just be able to kind of roam from sunup to sundown um, because it was, you know, uh, a guarded, you, you had, there was a guard that, you, you know, uh, granted access in and out. So it was pretty safe. Uh, families looked out for one another. And, you know, we were seven years old riding to the, our bikes to the, you know, basically the beach. And then, um, just by ourselves. And, and then my dad every weekend would take us to the beach. And then uh, when he got stationed in California, we would uh, spend a lot of time camping. Uh, we'd go camping at least, you know, once a month. And then as I got older, uh, you know, I was involved in sports. And then living in California, I had the fortunate benefit during the winter of going snowboarding in the morning, coming home, putting my snowboard away, grabbing my boogie board and going to the beach. So, um, Oh my gosh, that sounds so epic. <laughs> it was, it was great. So, uh, yeah, a lot of time outside. Um, not too, I mean, I would go on hikes, but not, you know, a lot, but I did spend a lot of time outside. That sounds so amazing. What a great way to grow up. Yeah, it was. So, so in your, um, email, you said that the first time you went backpacking, you were um, about 16. Tell me about this backpacking trip. Uh, well, it was it was extremely memorable. Uh, my aunt and uncle, they wanted to go on a backpacking trip in Kauai along the Nepali coast. And so uh, my twin brother and I, we were 16 at the time. And uh, you know, they asked if we wanted to go and we said yes. And so my uncle, he owned a pool business. I remember spending that summer helping him with his pool, helping him acid wash a customer's pool uh, just to earn money for my backpack. And um, so we ended up spending, it was almost two weeks uh, in Hawaii and um, in Kauai. And we camped the entire time at campgrounds. And then we did the Nepali coast trip, uh, 11 miles one way. Um, and I just, you know, there were parts of it. I hadn't really researched backpacking, but it was Hawaii. So, you know, thankfully it was 
plenty of running water. And so we had a filter, but we didn't, you know, have to worry about warm sleeping bags or anything. Um, and so I went with like a fleece sleeping bag. I don't even bag. I don't even remember what I used for a sleeping pad. I know my brother and I shared the tent, but it was just like a big five tent. Um, and, you know, a lot of top ramen, but I just remember it being such a wonderful experience. Um, you know, I know my brother and I got in little squabbles, you know, on the trip, but I just, it was so incredible. It was just this, you go inland and then you come back out to the coast. A lot of, you know, a lot of that going in and then back out, in and back out. I just remember it being super hot as you were going in and muggy. And then you could feel as you were coming back out towards the coast because the temperature would drop and just so much cooler. You'd feel that breeze and you backpack, you get to this, uh, you know, this beach that can only be accessed by helicopter, boat, or hiking in. Uh, there are no roads to it. And um, it was funny, there's kind of these people that live there, they're, you know, not supposed to. And so a helicopter, the, the rangers will come and check permits, they'll fly in occasionally. And you just, the people, they did that while we were there. And the people that live there, there it's like a nudist type colony, and they just all fled to the hills when they came because you know <laughs> they get busted. But it's great; they were like, you know, super friendly. They invited us to their campfire. They had like you know homemade uh, mead, and they're like, yeah, come join us. And uh, so it was just a great, fun experience. And after that, I knew like I was gonna backpack again. And then you know, next thing I know. Um, you know, 20, 21 years have gone by and that is my next backpacking trip. I couldn't believe that much time had passed. Yeah. And, you know, it was just life. You know, I got married at 20 and uh, we had two kids. And in between that, you know, life happened, lots of moves, uh, struggled with uh, lots of miscarriages, a few ectopic pregnancies. Um, and so just, and then also the fear. I didn't really know anybody else at the time who did it. Um, and so, and I didn't really like put myself out there to find anyone. So I just never really had a, you know, an opportunity present my, to present it to me. And I never went out and sought the opportunity. And so um, my twin brother, my little brother, they went on a backpacking trip. And I said, oh, you know, I wanted to, you know, how come you guys didn't invite me? And they're like, oh, we didn't think you'd want to go. And I'm like, yeah. So they're like, okay, next next time we go on one, we're going to invite you. And um, that was three years ago. And since then, it's just been um, my twin brother. He still lives in California and he flies up twice a year. We do a winter trip and a summer trip. And my little brother, he lives here and we try to go once a month, um, you know, at least so it's just, I've been hooked and yeah, glad I've been back into it. Wow. So you go backpacking once a month? Yes, I try to. Sometimes weather and life gets in the way or schedules don't line up. And I actually just last month because um, I really wanted to go and we weren't able to go. Um, let's see, we're in March. So we weren't able to go in January. Mm -hmm. So February came around. Um, I little brother, he wasn't able to go. And my friend, she didn't want to go. She wasn't able to go. So I said, you know what, I'm going to try going solo for the first time. Like I've always been terrified. And I'm just like, you know, I let fear stop me from backpacking for 20 years. And I know at some point I'm going to have to, you know, my little brother, he's at some point, I'm sure going to have a family of his own and, you know, not have as much time. So there's going to be a time where I'm going to have to 
be okay with going on my own sometimes. So I did it. And um, I almost turned around like eight different times <laughs> driving there. Where did you go? Um, I went to uh, Maxwell Butte Snow Park. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and the shelter? Uh, actually, I didn't go to the shelter. I just kind of took the trail. And so if you take the trail uh, to Maxwell Butte, it kind of forks off and there's a little tiny lake called Twin Lake. And I was going to try and make it there, but um, no one had broken trail through there yet. And Gosh. so, <laughs> yeah, back in December, my brothers and I, uh, we tried to get there and um, we were half a mile from that point and we were with snowshoes on sinking in waist deep. Isn't that and- it's, yes. Oh, and if you're by yourself, you're you're the only one breaking trail, and it's so exhausting. It it's and then it with is. the backpack on your back, I can't imagine. Oh yeah. So that trip, we ended up turning around and just um, you know going back home, and then we ended up going to Trillium Lake. But um, but yeah, I just was like, you know what? I'm by myself. I'm not gonna do anything crazy. I'm just gonna you know, I. I broke trail a little bit just to kind of get away from the main trail and then uh, set up camp. And it was actually great. It was, I built it up so much more in my head um, being, you know, by myself at night. And I just remember kind of laying in there and realizing, wow, I'm actually not really scared. Like this, <laughs> That's is, amazing. this is really nice. You know, <laughs> it, it was kind of boring because no one's there to talk yeah. to, you know, but <laughs> it gives you time to reflect on things and yeah. Um, so it it was nice. Wow. I give you mad props for having your first solo backpacking trip be in the winter. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Now you, now you can go in the summer and you'll have no issues at all. Oh yes. No, I'm looking forward to that. Cause then I can bring my dog, you know, I, my dog, yeah. he just isn't set up for winter. And so, no, I especially was, if you you're know. sinking that deep in snow, the dog has no chance. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Poor thing would be lost. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Okay. So do your kids backpack? Yes. Um, I've got two girls, uh, soon to be 16 year old and a 13 year old. And, um, I do take them in, uh, the summer and then in, you know, later spring, early fall, they, um, so they're typical teenagers, you know, they kind of complain and, you know, "Ah, do we have to go? And I mean, I guess it's fun, but you know, I want to play with my friends and, so um, I, I force them to go and they end up having a really good time. The conversations on the way back or I guess, you know, that was really fun. And I guess I can do it again because I always give them the option. I'm like, look, you know, you said you want to do it. So let's do it. But if after this trip, you know, you don't want to go on another one, that's fine. It, you know, you, you don't ever have to go. I always let them set the distance. So I pick trails that have, you know, plenty of camping spots along the way. So if they just want to stop after like two miles and they want to keep going, we have those options. And I just really want it to be a positive experience for them because it's just, you know, I, I've heard somewhere the term wilder high and that's really what it is. You know, it's, it can be challenging physically, backpacking depending on what trails you do but just you come back physically tired but mentally just so much more refreshed and ready to just tackle the you know day-to-day stuff and it's just like a reset button Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
That's amazing. So how has the outdoors helped shape you into the person you are today? Well, there's, I mean, a couple ways to go about that question. Uh, you know, as far as experience in, you know, backpacking and hiking, um, it's funny with my brothers, you know, we kind of have settled into our roles and I'm the researcher. So anytime they have questions on like gear and equipment or anything, you know, I, they come to me because they know I've done my research, you know, and on the trails, I'm always researching, okay, where's water on this or where can we pack? What permits do we need? Uh, I do all the research. And so, um, you know, just, looking back at my first backpacking trip to now, I kind of think like, you know, wow, some of the things we did that I didn't even think about, like, I hope my aunt and uncle did. I'm sure they did. But, you know, like, I don't even think we had a first aid kit. <laughs> so oh, like, gosh. like the 10 essentials. And um, so it's been, um, and then that first trip I did with my brothers, we went to um, Jefferson Park. Uh, it was, you know, before the, actually we were there like a week before the fires. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so so, were you seeing smoke from the, where the fire had started already? Yes, we were. And it was funny because we were, I mean, it wasn't, it's not funny, but um, it was terrible. But um, we were sitting there seeing the plumes of smoke. And so I was kind of like getting a little nervous. And I asked my, my twin brother, he's a firefighter and he actually did years uh, with the forest service so I said, you know, are you worried? He's like, no, that's pretty far away. You know, yeah, it could could move quickly, but gauging by the distance, you know, if the wind did shift, we'd still have time. Plus, we'd have the lake right here. You know, it was Russell Lake. And he's like, we can jump in that. Um, so, and a couple of people asked us, you know, are you guys worried about that? Oh, gosh. I said, well, my brother was a Forest Service firefighter and he's, he says it's fine. So we're not too worried. <laughs> but um, that trip, it was August and I looked at the temperatures and I, but I did like the local, you know, weather on Apple. Uh, and of course it doesn't get there. It said the low was going to be like 40 degrees. So I'm like, (laughs) yeah, in Detroit. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I didn't take into fact, you know, into consideration to elevation. Right. It got down to like 32 degrees. (gasps) I had, Oh no. (laughs) I brought, I was like, well, if I bring a lot of clothes and cause you know, the only sleeping bag I had was just for regular car camping. So it was big and heavy. It filled up my entire pack. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just bring my felt sleeping bag. My brother, we cowboy camped. So I brought a tarp to lay on in my sleeping pad. And I was like, and I'll just bring some layers of clothes and it'll be 40. I'll be okay. I had never been so cold in my entire life. (laughs) And so, um, you know, they say you pack your fears. So now that's what I'm always worried about is being cold. So, um, so I've learned about that, you know, the higher up in elevation, if it's, uh, clear, you know, you want to add any, you know, seven to 10 degrees to the temperature for every thousand feet. If it's cloudy, you know, anywhere from five to six degrees. Um, so that, and, uh, 10 essentials, of course, leave no trace principles. Uh, so I've learned a lot on that. And then just, um, you know, just more respect for, for nature and being out there and just, the the fact that we do actually get to have areas that we go out there and it's really made me respect more 
the leave no trace, especially as a lot more people get out there and you see just how much wear it does. Yeah, um, and so, um, you know, learning more about that and trying to preserve it so that future generations, you know, my kids, their kids can enjoy it and it doesn't have to be, you know, if we can all just do our part, then it doesn't have to be so regulated and right. um, it's a lot easier to get out there and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, I know you said you do a lot of research. How did you um, kind of get into learning about all this stuff? Cause I know a lot of people who, you know, get into hiking and backpacking, they may, you know, they probably don't know even where to start um, with like leave no trace and stuff. A lot of people don't even know what that is. And yeah, so how did you, like, what kind of resources did you use? Well, Google, and then um, I, by, I don't remember what I was searching, but then your site came up and some of your YouTube videos. And so I was watching those and I just kind of like devoured them, watched all the videos just, and then I went to your website and was reading on, you know, your different um, trail reports, different hikes you had. Um, and then just from there, you know, it automatically like YouTube will go, oh, maybe you'll like this based on right. what you're. And so I found some other people. And from there, I've realized like, okay, I need to realize what kind of backpacker I am. And so I take that into consideration in my gear, you know, like, of course, ultralight's nice, but, you know, at this point in time, I'm not a through hiker. So I do tend to add a little more luxury items because it's like, well, it's one pound and, you know, it does add up. Well, and if you're not a through hiker, you're, you know, just like me, I'm, I'm not a long distance hiker. I, I go, you know, X amount of miles and then I want to enjoy the lake or whatever. And it's like, well, if you're there for a couple of hours before you go to bed, you want those luxury items to, exactly. you know, say your Kindle to read or a hammock or, you know, whatever people take a camp chair, um, those kind of luxury items that through hikers don't need because they just don't have time to utilize them. Um, exactly. Yeah, we we do. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to take some of those things sometimes for sure. Yes, exactly. And so it is a little daunting when you go on the internet, you know, because there's so many, you know, it, it can be easy to suck, be sucked into that like, oh, ultralight, ultralight, ultralight. And because it is nice, you know, and so it was really nice to have a site like yours where it was just like, just get out there, like evaluate what you have and just get out there, you know, and you don't have to go far. It can be a couple miles in and you could still have that same great experience. And so, um, you know, I just started Googling, you know, things I want to know. And then from there, you know, went to, to your YouTube channel and then like, you know, some other ones like Dan Becker and, um, you know, Justin Outdoors and some other ones I can't think of right now, but, um, yeah, it's just been, there's so much information out there. And my biggest thing was just, okay, well, I need to figure out what kind of backpacker I am. And then from there, that's when I can narrow down like the research, you know, because it's that fine line of like weight and comfort on certain things, how comfortable you want to be and how much weight you're willing to to sacrifice or how much you're willing to pay for that, you know, weight savings. And you might not even really know what 
kind of a backpacker you want to be if you've only like if you've never even done it, you know, so going on a couple of trips, you know, one or two little overnights with just whatever you have just to see, is this even something I'm going to want to do? Or, you know, what am I willing to spend money on and cut weight? Or, you know, do I not care? Do I just want to do five miles and then, you know, have total luxury camp? (laughs) Well, that's been fun, you know, because we we did the Timberline Trail and that one was a little more like, you know, brought a couple things that was like, okay, these aren't really things I needed because you're pretty much, you know, one day we did like 18 miles and, you know, yeah. And then you're like, okay, we just, you know, you're, you're barely have the energy to eat and then you're just going right to bed so it's like those days you know those types of trips where it is long miles because we did it in three days uh, and so you know um it's you realize oh wait okay I didn't need to really bring this luxury item because I didn't use it at all and so you kind of make those notes I had to keep a little note you know, run, running notepad in my phone to document those things. Like, okay, if you're going to do just a, a trip focused m- mainly on mileage, you know, you don't need these items. And so kind of determine what kind of trip I'm doing and that determines what I'm bringing. That's a good point. Yeah. I like that. What are some lessons that you've learned through being in the outdoors and backpacking? Well, you know, of course, like I said, I, I'm research and I pack my fears. So I always research like weather and trail conditions. I just, I like to be prepared um, as much as I can, you know, control as much as I can and then, um, <laughs> and be prepared for worst case scenario. Um, and so for me, definitely um, plan on it being colder than you think it's going to be. <laughs> and then just, it's, you know, um, for me, it's been a great relationship builder, like with me and my brothers. Um, you know, we're all at different points in our life. Um, my little brother, there's an 11 year age difference there. And it's just been something that we've been able to do together. And um, I love that it's something that can bring people from all walks of life together. And so just being outdoors, you can learn so much from all sorts of people. And there's just something about being outdoors. It's so uniting. Like I said, it doesn't matter like where you're from. You just have that common interest there. And somehow that creates these amazing bonds and friendships and relationships. It's, it's, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, you said that you guys um, each have your different roles when you're backpacking. What are their roles? So uh, my little brother, he's the navigator. He's really good at, yes, orienting, knowing. I, I mean, I can look at it and I go, okay, we think we got to start over here and we'll get going. I go, oh, no, wait, we got to go back. It's over here. <laughs> so I'm not good at that. Um, he's really good at that. And then my twin brother, he is, he's like a bulldozer. He keeps us going. Um, he just motivation exactly yeah I mean he charges every hill and come on you guys here we go let's do it you know and so um and then you know it's just it it's fun so 
That is really great. I love hearing that. <laughs> you have a little bit of everything. You don't have a camp cook. You need a camp cook. Yeah, no, that's one thing we actually haven't really, we all kind of cook our own individual meals, but we have kind of been talking about like, you know, divvying up the food and having like a big meal, you know, a communal type meal. Yeah. yeah. So we may venture into that. So what is currently one of your favorite things about backpacking? Like I said, spending time with my, my brothers and then just how it recharges you when you're, when you go out there, like I said, the, just the day to day, you know, going to work, coming home, all the daily stuff of life, you know, the, the news, everything that can just add to the stress and the just constant barrage of thoughts in your head. And then you get out there and it's a chance to just let it go. And I, I love that. Like I said, like it's a reset button, you know, you come back just so refreshed and just ready to do life all over again. I love that. Is there a specific trip this year that you're looking forward to? Um, well, this year we don't have any big one planned because I'm actually, uh, my twin brother and I were doing a, a, a marathon for our 40th. So I'm kind of spending time doing that my very first marathon. But next year, we're going to really try to get in the lottery for um, the Wonderland Trail. Yes, we've been talking about doing that one for a while. Last year, we did Mount Whitney. Um, and Oh, how special. This, yes, it was great. So, I mean, I want to do, do the Wonderland Trail. I want to do, you know, the um, Sisters Loop. Um, I'd love to do the uh, John Muir Trail as well. That one's a little bit of a time investment, so I'll have to. That one's a lot more planning. Um, but you've inspired me to try to plan more trips out, like in Northern California as well. Um, get out there, yeah. The scenery down there is just incredible, and so I feel like so underrated. Yeah, I just your videos and that you've posted. I loved watching those YouTube videos of your trips and and reading about them and. Um, so I definitely want to plan some of those. And there's just, there's so many. I love living here and just so many options. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Um, what is a message you'd like to share with the listeners? Could be anything like an inspirational quote or, or a place people should visit or a tip on getting started? Yeah, no, I, I feel like I sound like a broken record when I say this, but just just get out there. You know, I know everybody says that, but honestly, like, I mean, if I could survive a, you know, 32, 32 degree night with just a fleece sleeping bag and a few layers of clothes and still come out, you know, wanting to do more of it, you know, anybody can. So just remember your 10 essentials and, uh, but just get out there and do it. You really, there's so many areas, so many helpful people out there and different Facebook groups and, you know, content creators on YouTube. Like I know you're pretty interactive with your viewers and um, just there's so many helpful people out there. Like you could go even park, you know, just at a trailhead and go a couple miles in, you know, there's places where you can do that. And that way you're close enough to your car if it's not working out, but just get out there and, and just do it. Especially nowadays, like I, f I feel like it used to be, you know, a couple years back, maybe like five years ago or so, it was way more like gatekeeping, like 
I'm not going to tell you the, where I go and the gear I use and stuff. And now it's so much more just like, this is what I use. This is where I go. These are the awesome trails. Like it's so much more free with the information everywhere. So. Yes. Yeah. And I can get, see both sides, you know, it, it does like, you know, with the whole permit system that has been implemented in a lot of Oregon, you know, um, it, it seems overwhelming, but actually it's, it's not too hard, especially, you know, if, if you want to plan ahead and try and get those permits or the week before I've had lots of success getting that. And so, yeah, the week of seems to be the way to do it. I think I, I, I didn't have any issues actually last year when I went to get my permits, I always was able to get them and there was plenty available the week of. Yes, exactly. I was a little worried, but it actually ended up being really good. And so, um, yeah, it is, there's lots of people willing to help. And um, like I said, I just, you know, just get out there, just do it. But definitely for sure, research those 10 essentials and the leave no trace because, you know, we just want to keep everything open and accessible to everyone. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you, I know you're really into backpacking, but do you do a lot of day hikes as well? Um, I do, I don't do too much day hiking, um, you know, cause I've got a, you know, balance with my family, you know, my husband and my kids aren't as enthusiastic about it as I am. So I have to balance the weekends with what they want to do. So if I, I, if I can, I'll try to do, you know, a one hike a month as well. Um, more so, you know, I always try to plan one when my kids are on breaks, so like spring break, I'm planning on taking them on a hike. And then during the summer, try to get those done, uh, you know, at least day hikes if they don't want to go on a backpacking trip. And so, but I definitely do more backpacking than day hiking. Okay. Very cool. What's your favorite backpacking food? <laughs> I always want to know. <laughs> oh, you know, um, it's it's my breakfast. I love breakfast. So I do I found one. I don't remember where on YouTube, but it, he did uh grits. So I'll bring an egg. I I cook the grits, crack an egg in there, stir it. Um Wait, how do some... you bring an egg? I I actually <laughs> So I bring like one of those um you know those Tupperware container that come in like that lunch meat comes in. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, so I'll wrap the egg in a paper towel and put it in there and then put like maybe like some chips, things that I don't want crushed. And I just put it on the top part of my pack um, and it keeps it from breaking. Yeah. I haven't ever had an egg break. And so um, yeah, I cr crack the egg in the grits uh, and then crumble some bacon, you know, a couple slices of bacon and some cheese, salt, pepper, and a little sriracha. And it's a really wow. good breakfast. That sounds epic. Yeah, it's it's good. Like I said, I love I love breakfast. So <laughs> oh, that morning tent coffee—it's just the best. It is. It really is. I just, I you know, to me, it, you know, it. I know backpacking's not everyone's cup of tea, and that's totally fine. But I'm out there, and I just go, wow! I can't believe there's people that actually don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sleeping on the ground isn't always the best, but yeah, yeah. Well, the way I look at it is, it makes you appreciate home a little more, right? Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> Get back home in your comfy bed, and yeah, so. and that shower that after 
back oh, yeah. in the clean shower. That's the best shower ever. <laughs> yes. No, after I did Timberline, you know, came back, I, that was one of the best showers. <laughs> so I guess my last question that I'm curious about is how did you get your kids into backpacking? Because I know that's, that's something people struggle with is, you know, they have this hobby and this thing they love to do. How do you get your family involved as well? So um, I try to make it as easy as possible for my kids. So I had them just carry their um, sleeping bag, sleeping pad, and snacks um, and their, their their clothes. So their, their pack, you know, isn't, it's definitely under 20% of their weight. Um, and I bring, I, I'm essentially like the pack mule. I'll carry the tent. I carry all their, their food. They carry their snacks, but I carry all the foods. I bring stuff for s'mores to do over like the little, you know, um, isobutane stove um and just uh i'll bring extra snacks for them as well and i like i said i find places where there's multiple campsites along the way so i let them set it up i try to find some place or like near river um so that they can play in the river and have fun and that's really what it is just keeping them fed (laughs) And uh, really letting them feel like they have kind of a, a lot of say in um, the camping spot and how far you go. So um, that's been really key. So I always tell them, you know, they go, how much further? I go, it just depends on you. We got a little camp spot up here. We can take a break there. If you guys want to just camp there, we can. Or if you want to keep going, we can do that. I leave a lot of the decisions up to them on where we camp. So that's to me been been the key and the, the the on the research I've done is really making sure they're well fed, had lots of snacks and treats, you know, at that point, you know, on these trips kind of nutrition is goes out the window a little bit. You bringing a lot of incentives like candies and so that gets them excited about it. I go, okay, what treats do you want for the trip and let them pick it out. So Yeah, making it so that they have they feel more like they're part of the excursion versus like, I'm just dragging you along. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a great tip. I like that a lot. Well, I really appreciate you coming on this podcast. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, and yeah, thanks for all you do. Congratulations on three years. Um, and so, yeah, thanks. Like I said, you've been, you were a huge help in my journey back into backpacking. So yeah, yeah. I, I love hearing that. That's very inspiring and, and makes me want to, you know, keep doing this for sure. Yeah. And your books, I've got all your books. So that I always, when I do a day hike, I'm always, which one should I look, look for? <laughs> I love that feature, how you put on all your hikes in your books about which ones, you know, backpacking friendly. Um, so we've used we've used that in our trip planning so that's been great well thank you so much Lindsay. yeah thank you i hope you enjoyed today's episode again if you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life please send a short synopsis to hike oregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest thank you so much for listening stay safe and happy trails